When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Broadcasting from the beautiful, sexy, steamy Studio City, California, this is the Knapsack Files, a return to the classic episodes here, a one-on-one interview with one of my good friends. We are here on a, uh, well, it's Monday night when we're recording this, and uh, I have got, it's one of those, what do I call them, folks, the clinky episodes, where I got the ice cubes and the whiskey going, and uh, I can't think of a better man to clink glasses with than Mr. Tom Connolly, my guest today. Thank you for coming on into the studios, buddy. That is some good lemonade. It's some good <laughs> spiced lemonade. Absolutely Delicious. is. Delicious. Absolutely. Now, Tom Connolly, where do I even begin with you? You are a stand-up comic. Um, you're an actor, a producer, quite yes. frankly. You've uh, produced a very funny short yes. called Good Friday, uh, which I saw over the holidays. How did you like that? Be honest. I uh, I really did like it. Nice. I here's what I thought it was. Uh, I don't want to. Sp- well, I, I guess we could talk about it. Spoiler. Yeah, we can talk people. about it. Uh, it starts as a gritty independent noir crime movie, yep. and I thought uh, Tom just wants to shoot somebody in a in a movie. Here, I see he's paying for the right to shoot somebody in a movie, and it wasn't like it was bad. But I was like, oh, okay, I see he wanted to it be. It is what it is. He wanted to be a gritty, gritty badass yeah. beating some guys up. You're kind of reservoir like this, doggy. You're reservoir yeah. doggy, mob bossy type of guy. You look good. You're, you're a good looking man. And Thank you. You've always Thank been you. the best shape uh, man I ever have known. It's all in You are rock solid. <laughs> Uh, and you're looking good in this. And then the reveal that you're interrogating, you've captured uh, the Easter Bunny. Correct. And it's played out realistically. Yes. There's a lot of blood and guts and gore, and the Easter Bunny does some ass kicking. Yes. That's the whole point of it, to try, to try to create a new genre where you actually give this character lifelike anime. Yes. And he's real because you all the humor came from why? Because it was... To me, it was Real. The, the commitment. Yes. yes. So the reveal is, oh, it's Easter Bunny, and yeah. you could stop it there. But yep. no, you committed to it, yep. and the realism of this bunny being interrogated, his ear being ripped off, right? That yeah. happens, right? Do I yeah. remember that? Maybe that was a fever dream. But then he goes just batshit <laughs> crazy, gets loose, and he kills everybody, yeah. which is which is fantastic. You know, It's Tarantino meets... Um, a um, a holiday movie. Yes, some some of the actors quite. I mean, they got it, but they didn't get it, and it was a lot of rehearsals to say no. Right, you're treating it like a comedy. Don't go for the joke. No, yeah. exactly, and that's where the humor yeah. will come from. They finally got it, and I thought they I thought they yeah. nailed it. It's I, it's a hard it's a hard thing to learn. When I when I started the Groundlings, my, my one of my classes early on, I was killing of the crowd. The, the, the students in the class were like, "Yeah, Ken's so funny." And the teacher was like, "What the hell are you doing? You're going for the joke. So you're you're funny." You're comedian, waka waka, but that's not where character-driven comedy comes from. And that's what you pulled off with your short Good Friday. Did you actually say waka waka? No. I add that into my nightmares every time. 
Um, but uh, so you got that going on. Um, I knew you, met you, um, gee, 2004, five range, mm-hmm. doing stand-up comedy. But you were the guy I knew, much like Lou Santini. I knew you guys from your acts and your trademark bits before I knew you. So for for me, you were the John Elway guy. Yeah. Well, now it's Brett Favre guy. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, whatever. Your wonderful classic NFL films closing montage. Uh, Perfect bit, and I knew you as that guy. Yeah. And then I got to know you at Naja's place, uh, the the comedy club down on Redondo Beach, yeah. where uh, you reside in uh, beautiful beachside Redondo I Beach. You would actually drive all the way down. I there can't believe you drove up minutes. here. Yeah. <laughs> And that's where our friendship and relationship as a fellow comic started because uh, I was hosting shows that you were on and we go there. So I've known you from there. I've watched you uh, become um, the angriest man in comedy, mm-hmm. as you're called. Uh, I was actually voted angrier than, God, what was it? Uh, Louis Sean Black. Quinn. <laughs> Sean, Sean, Sean Quinn. Quinn. And Shawnee Quinn. That was a feat. Pretty angry man in comedy. Yeah. That was the uh, the Lou uh, no, it was the uh, the Franco Awards. Yeah, the Franco Awards, yes. the White Boy Comedy Awards. Well, when you do a, a good five minutes of your act is on how much you hate pandas, mm-hmm. that might cement that, that award. That tips the scales just a little bit. Why do you hate pandas? Where does your anger come from? Uh, because if you're. <laughs> I'm sorry, as it says in, was it Fight Club? Yeah. If you're too lazy to procreate your own species, guess what? Just put a gun to its head and pull the trigger because I just think that is the ultimate in laziness. You know, I'm just going to hit the buzzer. You know, you wake up to a nice piece of hot ass in the morning. If you roll over and hit the snooze button, start chewing on bamboo, I'll blow your brains out. <laughs> Me too. And the police will come in and just go, you know what? You, so, but you had to come into it. When are you sitting around? When are you sitting around in your, in your, place in your living room watching a documentary on the pandas going f pandas when does that hit when's that moment describe that moment for me you know what i can't even remember <laughs> this where is a lesson on how to write comedy i know people. for a fact that i must have been with santini there's yeah you know and i was pretty angry and i just started riffing on it and i'm like it, 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 I, I, can't, I can't believe that we have a species that we we actually try to develop panda porn <laughs> For them to get aroused to actually procreate their own race. And I'm like, hey, you know what you should do? You should come with us to happy hour. Like, come with us to happy <laughs> hour. We'll we show you how it's done. We'll take some new interns. We'll get them drunk on Jägermeister and say that we're going back to our mm-hmm. place to make some bad decisions. That's yeah. how, That's why there's six billion plus of us on the planet, yes. okay? Learn from us. But the pandas are disappearing and it's their own damn fault. Yeah. And then you, of course, compare them to, Die. to penguins. Die pandas. <laughs> and penguins go to great lengths just to try to get an egg. Into a sperm. Morgan Freeman. Or a sperm into an egg. Yeah. Morgan say. Freeman. Just one of the most beautiful <laughs> narratives. And you actually see a penguin that has a, you know, it's only about 100 miles. Yeah. But you know the land speed of a particular penguin. You yeah. Know, they, they waddle. They slide. They have to avoid bear attacks. All that. And then when they finally get to the place, there's already another million male penguins they're waiting to cock block them before yeah. they even can try to mate up. And then the egg, if you don't keep it... if they if got it, one, egg. one egg. They got one shot. Yeah. And if they, they blow it, they just sit over the egg and they cry. <laughs> that's that's a journey, my friend. That is pain. That is love. That is effort. That is work put into it. It would be ironic. I don't think it's geographically possible. It would be ironic if the penguin on the way to its mating ritual had to uh, dodge panda attacks. <laughs> yeah. That would make it all more. Or perfect. how about this? Bring a heater. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know we're all progressing yeah. in societies. Bring a heater. 
Keep the egg warm. Go so on. before uh, I'm going to set you up as an angry man before we get to your soft underbelly and the yes. heart that I know that is Connolly. And there's a, a bigger purpose for why you're on the show tonight. And we're going to talk about that. And it's a great thing. It's a very interesting thing that I want, have so many questions about. Like, are you going to wear those flipper toe feet on this journey? But uh, well, To be revealed. Which, by the way, I want a pair of those now because of my new workout regime. Um, you, I joke that you are an angry comic. Yep. But you're pretty damn angry on stage. Now, Tom, offstage, I've seen you angry. I think I've seen you almost fight, too. I've also <laughs> seen you climb a bar wall. Um, but offstage, you're one of the most lovey-dovey. Yep. You, you were one of the men that early on in my young adulthood in L.A., I was like, it is okay to give a man a big, strong, heterosexual hug. Yes. You're one of out. those dudes. I am you're one happy, of those dudes. But I you're am... angry on stage. Take it's, me through this weird journey. It's, it's weird because um, I love... When it came to comedy, I love just the rant. I'm a big Dennis right. Miller fan, that kind of thing. Me but too, I didn't obviously. really necessarily want to be. Yeah. You know, we we had great comedians that I grew up with, but I never wanted to emulate like Ronnie Dangerfield gotcha. or, or you know Bill Cosby or mm-hmm. whatever. But Especially. when I started hitting, you know, it seemed to be that every single thing that I ever wrote and tried out for the first time on stage mm-hmm. always had that one moment where everybody would laugh, but the rest of it would bomb because it would just come out as angry. You know what I mean? And a bunch of comedians came up to me and said, you know what? You know, when you start these, yeah, (laughs) sit down. And then as the joke progressed, because I would, I would, I probably bail on the joke, but I never did because of the one big laugh. I'm like, I'm going to take that and use that as a centerpiece. And before you know it, um, they said, it's so much more funny when you're just frustrated. Yeah. You know? It's, so once it always starts off just pistons, firing, right. anger, all that. And then vanilla whiskey. In, and then v- vanilla whiskey. Doesn't everybody hate vanilla whiskey? They should. And, and that's a true story, yeah. embellished, of course. But again, I was so pissed off that she yeah. offered me on St. Patrick's Day of all days vanilla whiskey. Yeah. I never even heard of it before. And then it comes into a joke, and then I soften a bit. Right. And then the frustration comes out, and it turns out much funnier. Well, maybe it doesn't. I don't know. But, you know. It would, like anything in stand up comedy, it depends on the crowd. Um, when I would do all the shows with you every week at Room 5, often there was a stuffy crowd I found. Yeah. On, on some nights it was spectacular. So on some nights, it, you. I always found Room 5 a tough yeah. room. It was very tough. Yeah. Very tough. Um, so some nights my material would hit because it was so smart. Other nights it would bomb because it was too smart. Yeah. You were. Your material, when it hits, the crowd is with you. Oh yeah. But when you, when it's you not. might scare people. Oh yeah. Plus again, I'm 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 you, you're you're a very fit man, my friend Tom. You, uh, your biceps and you probably haven't worked out in four weeks, and you got biceps that could break this table. So it could come off as intimidating. Who is this angry, strong man on stage yep. <laughs> ranting about chocolates? And that's why I don't do new bits. I went to Connecticut in front of At my all? own home crowd. Right. right. And. The Thursday night show, my brother always goes to, and he mm-hmm. goes in the corner, he has a special spot that are reserved for him, and he drinks yeah. whiskey all night, and he's nice. watching this. And usually, you know, when I'm home, I kill it. It's, it's fun. Yeah. You know, it's home. And that night, what do I do? I start putting in new bits, but they're also bits about Los Angeles. Oh, yeah, no. You know what? No one cares what no. happens over here at all. 
Connecticut, Los Angeles, we're a foreign country. Exactly. Aren't we? No one cares. No one. No one even knows what you're talking about. Illegal yeah. immigration. Who cares? We've got Puerto Ricans in New York City. We deal with them. You know yeah. what I mean? Then I go out to breakfast or uh, lunch the next day with him, and I literally have a guy who's never been on stage, has never performed, and goes, "So, what? Uh, what was last night all about?" <laughs> And then I start explaining, I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, oh, the dead part in the middle. I said, well, you know, it's just uh, material that I want to try. And I was stubborn. I was yeah. going to do it again that sure. night. And I go, so I don't know what happens. And he looked at me straight in the face and he goes, you know what you do? I go, no. He goes, don't do that material. Don't do it again. And it was like out of the mouths of babes. And, yeah. I, and I went home, redid it. And good. Yeah. It was, I can't believe I got advice from, you know, a 50-something older but, brother that knew nothing about comedy. It was the best advice I ever got. Because that's that's the audience. Yeah. That's a direct line to the audience. I Have remember, you ever gotten stubborn? I mean, yeah. we do. We're yeah. like, that's funny. I know I can oh, sell it. Oh, very much so. Now, early on, I used to do stuff about my depression and a, and a su- suicide attempt. And it was my mother, who actually has never seen my act, but it was hearing. And my my dad had seen my act. My sister had seen my act. And, she, and I go, it's just not working she goes well maybe people want to go to a comedy show and not think about suicide <laughs> it's just the one where it's Ding! actually the laundry list or the no the there was, just, list there, there was, no, there was the, before i met you it was about yeah. 2003 uh-huh. the, the improv was the last time i ever performed it and um you know it, was, it wasn't the greatest bit i was still new in comedy who knows you know i know other comics can work it in but it was just like ah you're right steve martin yeah. put an arrow through his head you know what i mean like yeah. sometimes you just got to entertain but yeah i've been stubborn i mean i think my joke about um some of my Star Wars jokes early on, I kept with, kept him in the act. Uh, the one about um, the one about the homeless lady offering uh, oral sex for a Dr Pepper can yeah. for a cycle, uh, which is based on a true story. My friend Dave let me borrow, which I love. Yeah, he let me borrow that story. It really happened to him in Kentucky, and he told me, and I said, "Can I?" And he goes, "Make it, make it a bit." And I, I still to this day. Uh, the, you know, the the I suck your dick for them cans and all that stuff. I I stand by it. I, I don't think it got it. one laugh ever. <laughs> but you know what? It got a laugh from comedians. It's a and that's funny the, story to me. If you get a laugh from comedians in yeah. a room filled with comedians, then that, that's I'm always, a feather in camp. you got to keep that I one. I am always worried about being a comedian's comedian because that's kind of an underhanded uh, It's almost back. like, hey, I'm going to diss you yet compliment you all in the same <laughs> the sentence. The audience starts you. It's tough to be a stand-up. So where and when did you really decide that that's the por- torture you want to give yourself? I was, uh, I was in Boston. Yeah. I'm in Boston, and I was acting. Okay. I was at, acting. You know, oh, I was at the Actors Workshop on right. Boylston Street I in Boston, Massachusetts. And uh, so that was going real well. And then I started doing auditions, mm-hmm. and I got this uh, comedy dinner theater. It was all improv. Gotcha. And this guy, Danny, God, what was Danny's last name? He said, hey, I'm going to be at the Comedy Stop. Why don't you, I got free tickets. Why don't you come by? And I was excited. Yeah, I'll check it out. He destroyed the place. Mm-hmm. And my eyes were just like this. But I still was like, I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. And he came up to me. He goes, you know what? You're funny. He goes, you should try this. And I'm like, no. 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 I was like, no. Because yeah. even back then, I knew there's a difference between being funny at the water bubbler mm-hmm. And, you know, actually being on stage. Cause, Wait, is the water bubbler a club yeah. or a thing at work? Well, a water bubbler is where um, you try to, uh, you know. Sounds like something from page 32 of the Kama Sutra. Yeah. You're trying the to. Extended get, edition. The old water bubbler move. I don't know if that's actually in the coming. <laughs> that actually sounds disgusting. I don't even want to know that move. But 
I knew even back then I had an appreciation for it. Right. So I tried it anyways. He got me five minutes at this place called Daisy Buchanan's on Boyle, not on Boylston, but on uh, some street you couldn't even have entertainment. One of those posh streets, <laughs> right? Where all the red socks zoned. hanged out, and uh, they had a, like a speakeasy quality. They actually yeah. slid an iron door across in case a riot broke out. And I sucked. still remember the wig party are there. Yeah, they, they, all the beers came in from you know it's yeah, it's prohibition, <laughs> and but yet it was 1998 or whatever it was, right. and so. I'm in the back there. I did I did six minutes. It was I couldn't even suck air into my lungs. I was so nervous. But mm-hmm. I did one joke where it was actually a joke on me, and yeah. it got a laugh. And that again, was, my eyes lit up, and I just I never gave it up. That's the drug. Yeah, that's the hook. Right, it's there. the heroin. Yeah, it is. Oh. It's it's a thing. Look, I've you know I've retired from stand up so many times. I'm pretty much done for good now. But there's already some stuff I was telling you off air that Mark Ellis is planning some things to bring me back, and I'm like, uh, of course I'm going to come back because I want to see if I can do it one more time. Yeah. I won't do it competitively, but I can't give up that laughter, that that drive to entertain 40 people in a room who you don't know. Yep. Um, and. I always say, you people have heard on the show, Bono has the quote, if there's, if you need to stand in front of 70,000 people every night, there's something wrong with your soul. And you being a giant U2 fan that yeah, you I are. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And me being a fan as well, that's, I, you understand why Bono puts on those shades. It's, yeah, it's, you know, uh, it's, I don't know how to explain it. There's something mentally wrong with us where you, <laughs> yes. you you know and al pacino said he goes i'm in a business where i get unconditional acceptance from yeah. people without even knowing me because i rose to the level that i always wanted to be i wanted sure. you know this but i didn't necessarily want the fame mm-hmm. he just wanted the work and yeah. you know the the validation of course i'm sure the money doesn't suck absolutely but, but. That, that's the thing you get this unconditioned and it is it's addictive it's a drug it's a heroin never had heroin i don't need it because i'm either. on stage right no you know? it's a similar thing and it's a similar connection to a lot of those bad pursuits yeah uh so if you're out there and you're young and you're thinking about getting a stand-up comedy why would you do that to yourself <laughs> Um, and, and it's a grind and you did the road. I never really did the road. I did some local stuff with Santini. Yeah. Uh, and that was a trip. Um, <laughs> you know, almost getting f- killed in a biker bar in Corona. Cause we're there to do stand up all this stuff, but you've done some stuff, man. You've gone out to the casinos out in the Wisconsin, Canada border. Yeah. And yeah. Oklahoma <laughs> and, you know, all up and down the coast. And also, you know, it's, it's nothing. I don't think there's anything like being in the middle of a fire base in Afghanistan. And before the the show and lunch you actually get fired on tell me about yeah you've gone overseas how many times now to entertain the troops i've been overseas since 2002 or three those were my first it was it was okay. post 9-11 but right, it was fresh, like japan yeah. and korea and when and then all of a sudden i started going the balkans in and the that was like, but yeah, and that's like Bosnia, Kosovo. That's where they would all train before they would go over to right. the Middle East. And then I started going to the Middle East. So I was on a 31-day tour. We did all the stands, all the way okay. down to Afghanistan, Uzbekistan, Kyrgyzstan, UAE, Bahrain, Qatar, all this. And we were in Afghanistan, and one day we're taking – do you kind of feel like royalty, but sure. your ass is puckered the whole time <laughs> because you're like, we could get shot down at any point in yeah. time, even though we have two Blackhawks as our – escorts we're in a chinook yeah 
the ass end is open and they you know all those mm. marines should be comedians dude because yeah. they just they live for just grinding your ass when you're just in the air and the whole back end is open and it's like freezing you're flying yeah. over snow covered mountains it's like hey man can you close that and they're like uh it won't close man it's broken and it's like they, and then they say yeah you know these chinooks every every flight something breaks down on them something you know, yeah it's a gallows humor so we're there, and just before lunch, and, and all you heard was shoo, boom, shoo, really? boom. And they I were like, imagine. they were like comatose, just mm. battle ready. And these were kids, yeah, 24, 25. Yeah. And they they just said, check yourself. Don't You don't have to grab your flak. Yeah. Hold on. And you hear them out there, hey, man, does anybody know where that's coming from? And I'm like, does anybody know where that's coming from? I'm digging a foxhole saying, I want my mom. I just pissed myself. Like, are you out of your mind? And so he comes back in and he literally looks at us after the last like mortar or miss right. or whatever the hell that hit. Oh, don't worry, but it's, uh, it's a friendly fire. <laughs> <laughs> if, there was, if there was a piece of coal up my ass, it would have been a diamond <laughs> in about four seconds because we were kind of freaked out. We were like, man, it's happening, man. Take me through the first time you're heading over there. Take me through telling your, your friends and family that you're heading over to this uh, to military and the first time you're seeing the faces. Take me through the whole journey uh, of, of entertaining people in, who are in dire need of the distraction. Um, that's it. it. It was probably the most rewarding mm-hmm. of, of all like overseas. I mean, cause again, Japan, Korea, the Balkans was my first mm-hmm. experience of, wow, this is some heavy shit out here. Yeah. It's not just some big base. Yeah. Cause it was after 2000, yeah. it was a little after nine 11 and you know, yeah, 6,000 people on a base training yeah. to go over there. And to entertain them during the holidays and make them forget where they are for a while sure. is worth its weight in gold. Because then after we don't, we, you know, we just don't go back to a tour bus or back to our hooches or whatever. Yeah. We spend time with them afterwards. You right. want an autograph, whatever. But if they had drink tickets and if it wasn't a dry base, they would just get us hammered, you know, and they would try to get our tour jackets. Hey, man, let's, let's do a little trade here, you know. And uh, it's, some it's, of them would offer, if we were on an Air Force base, they would offer us, like, flight suits, you know. Really? And, like, just give it that jacket. And it's like, no, it's one of a kind, man. But a flight suit? I don't know. We're going to have know. to discuss it's this. one of a kind for you. Exactly. That's, uh, I mean, tr- it's tough enough finishing a show at, at down in Melrose and you go drinking at the bar with some comics. Yeah. But being uh, under drunk under the table with uh, the 20 second platoon yeah <laughs> it's and, gonna be yeah. pretty heavy and you know you mentioned the elway try doing yeah. that in front of three thousand marines and afterwards you feel like a god because mm-hmm. the place just goes ballistic right. it's just again you talk about a drug that's overdose right there but it's got to be an odd i don't want to say bittersweet but it's, it's got to be oddly like i said the adulation and the uh, happiness but also the humbleness and probably confusion of do you accept praise from these guys who deserve all my praise how do you how do you reconcile that when you're there i kind of once i started uh realizing that mm. aspect of it and you come home and yeah. you meet you meet people that have been over there over here and they, they say thank you and it's like no 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 yeah. it's amazing you guys actually come up to us and say thanks right. i get to leave after a month right you don't yeah and so my job is easy i really appreciate it i'm glad that your morale was boosted because of what we did 
but we get we get to go home in a month. Right. You guys, because every every tour it would seem to be the same. Mm-hmm. You know, they're supposed to be there for four months, five months, six months, but then they're there for nine. 10, 11, almost a year. Yeah. And I remember this guy, Trampus, we, we actually could not get our Blackhawks to transport us. We had to do, you know, a, you know, a convoy of, oh, wow. of Humvees, Humvees at night. And dude, we're surrounded by 50 of them. Yeah. And so I'm in the one that's got the top open because I said, I want to ride in the one that's, that's open. And he's telling me that. And this guy, Trampus, is like, Telling me, ah, oh, yeah, I've been here forever. I'm, I'm in my 11th month, but I'm going home. I got 30 days. I'm going to Hawaii to meet my old man, who was also a Marine. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, in the middle of the conversation, the night vision glasses go down. And he goes, hold on. And he's checking. And then he comes back. He lifts them. He goes, so anyways, wh- wait a minute. Where are you? I ducked <laughs> behind anything metal I could see. He's like, oh, we cleared that out like weeks ago. And I'm like, I don't know I that. I don't know that. <laughs> yeah, he you, was think were, you think they were doing that just F with you? At I point? think he was trying to fuck with me, but I wasn't taking any chances. I am, I'm going somewhere where I can just get shelter. <laughs> they probably have uh, some inside games on how to, uh, how to freak the comedians out. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. One of the first, one of the first responses I ever got when we hit Sarajevo, mm-hmm. it was my, one, I think it was my first Balkans trip with PJ Walsh, who I mm-hmm. think is outstanding. And the kid, he was so young, he just looked at us. He goes, Hey, man, is this where they send the comics that suck? <laughs> like, it's, you know, like we screwed up in LA and then you just get handcuffed and thrown onto a C 130 and they just fly over here as punishment. Coddly, come to the office, bring your playbook and your suitcase. <laughs> You've been placed on waivers. <laughs> Mr. Showbiz is going to send you to Sarajevo. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But what a thrill, though. You know, when's the last time you've done it? Um, I did a tour. I think my last one was two Christmases ago. Okay. And it, not for nothing, it was mm. still the big morale boost. We did uh, Germany. We did, um, we did England, you know. Sure. London, um, Air Force bases, this, that, and everything. And then we went back to Sarajevo. Yeah. And we went back to Bosnia. But, you know, when you're Christmas Eve and you're in the middle of Vienna. Yeah. And how beautiful that city is during just, that time of year. It was almost like this is a different animal. We're not in the Middle East. We're sort yeah. of in an area where they still need the entertainment. Yeah, not but, that they're yeah. not, not less deserving, but I can no, see not the at difference. All. You just, yeah. I felt it was more like, wow, this is incredible. And, you know, yeah. we did some touring and the shows were awesome. They needed it. They, again loved us that we would spend our holiday season trying you know sure. going over there and entertaining them and uh but you know it's it's different than being on the road two and a half you know like the first two and a half three weeks of that that middle east tour mm-hmm. we f- we felt like soldiers yeah i mean it was two to three shows a day careful brian williams yeah exactly <laughs> well we were shot down we were shot you know i've got a purple heart you know <laughs> you know that story about being shelled when i'm in america and there's a bunch of hotties in front of me it turns into <laughs> i saved two wounded marines while we were being shelled so, in afghanistan i was just about to get to my punchline when the shots first came in it was a dark night in Qatar, and i grabbed my rifle I didn't have time to put on my helmet. I had I had Jones on the left hand side. I had Trampus on the right. All I saw was blood and shrapnel, and I just put one on each shoulder. I said, "I'll get you to safety, gentlemen." Lou Santini was there, but we lost him in the fighting. That's because he was calling his mom. <laughs> 
So there's that, and then there's on a Air Force base in Vienna. Yeah, I know <laughs> exactly. Like, That's a huge difference. Is Luke going to kick my ass because of that statement? Oh, Probably. Come on. Yeah, you come know on. who I'd have my money on in that one? Oh, I got so. Unless he's driving, because he's an angry driver. The worst. The worst driver. You are. You are. Wow, that's you got to be an angry driver too. Um. As a matter of fact, if you want to, that that seems to be the only time I get angry anymore. Really? I'm just still driving. just I mean, and with good reason in this. city. Yeah, but. in this city, I whether they're blue hairs or they're Asians in a pearl white <laughs> Lexus or you know it's a truck. It could be somebody broken down on the side that yeah. bottlenecked everything. I'm still yelling. It's you not know? their fault. You it's know, not their, their car's on fire and I'm yelling at them. What? There's nobody dead. What, what you know? You don't have a fire extinguisher flames. Come on. <laughs> so I think that's an audition. The, that is the angriest I really get anymore. Okay. I take, dude. I, You've mellowed then. I've mellowed. I. I box me. now. I do uh, oh, yoga. Yeah, I've got the did. best yogi in the world. That is a change. Eh? Yeah. So you're doing some, you've, like I said, you've always been in good shape, and now you're adding yeah. kind of that inner piece then, huh? Yeah. And uh, then, you know, uh, when you're doing what I'm doing now and yeah. walking so many miles a day, it kind of takes the sass And I want to transition bit. to that, and it's a good point, because I also want to talk about uh, some other things, uh, your life, some your take on relationships and all your failures in that area. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and see where we can commiserate on that. But uh, you were doing something, and um, I don't get to see you as much and that's one of the downsides of, of leaving stand-up comedy on a regular basis is i don't get to see gentlemen like you and chip and uh, and even mark franco and all those guys that back in the day you saw every day yeah. and it was our crew and that time unfortunately unfor- passes and even guys like kayler get married and have kids uh, and you and i are left standing with santini is the only one i know we're the last men standing afraid to commit to anything it was like ourselves. almost like my my uh roast seemed yeah. to be Almost like the apex, because then yeah. 08, 09, 10, and then everything started sort of just Everyone everybody else went on their growing yeah. up. <laughs> and, you know, getting jobs and getting acting jobs yeah. and doing this and hitting more of the road, and we just didn't see each other yeah. as much. So and, th- it's a downside. I don't get to see that. But um, so, so here you are. I get a message from you, and you are walking across America. I'm walking across the United States of America. That's right. The United States of America, you are walking across it, but you, you're not just doing it. Well, you were telling the story off air, which I want you to tell now a little bit here, but you're doing it for yourself. But at the same time, you thought, well, it's kind of like Lennon and Ono getting married in 69. They say, hey, we're going to get married. People are going to be watching. Let's, what, can we, what cause can we attach to this? Mm-hmm. Peace. Peace. Let's have a bet in. You've got a cause attached to it. Again, it's attached to the military troops. You do work with Operation Gratitude. So take me through what you're doing with this uh, heroic walk across America. Uh, first off, Lou yeah. Santini and yeah. I, every year since I think we met her back in 2003 or four, Right. We were at a corporate gig, and she was like one of the main speakers. Her name is Carolyn Blaschick. She started this grassroots out of her living room. Mm-hmm. After 9-11, this tiny... Yeah. You know, pit bull. Yeah. Because I'll tell you right now, if I was in the trenches, just throw Carolyn Blaschick in the mix and I'm safe. I'll just say, you know. She's not ducking in that Humvee. Yeah. Take care of the heavy work. I'll, you know, if you need some backup, I'm there for you. She started this. She tried to join after 9-11. Oh, really? Not kidding. And I just recently, she's very, she's very quiet. She's very, um, not that you, you don't want to piss her off, but she's very um private person i recently did not know that her son was a marine gotcha okay so 
she started, even after 9-11, things died down. She started getting a sense that people were forgetting. Sure, the moment passes. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Exactly. So the she started... The moves on to the next thing. And it, it's it's frustrating, but it's just a reality. It's, it's the way life is. Yeah. yeah but. So um, she decided, I'm going to start taking donations from private sources, and she would make them into care packages. And it's not just sent to any troop. Their name, their yeah. rank, their, everything's on there, and they receive it. They don't know it's coming. Right. And it's filled with great stuff. You know, back Mm -hmm. then it was like, you know, DVD movies, letters from people, you know, and children saying, thank you for getting our back. Right. You know, everything and everything. And it was just such a big morale boost. Now, up until now, there's 50,000 volunteers nationwide, and they have sent over 1 million of these care packages worldwide. And there's a lesson right there, kids. It's one woman in her in her house by herself and yep. now you got 50,000 people helping yep. and with operation gratitude they have a they have a website as well right i'll get that up yep. uh, so we can sync that but but you've been doing the work and so you've been doing the shows right yes. it was comedy shows that were kind of done to raise the awareness of i was yep. on a few hosts and we one. you know we raised some pretty good bucks last time uh, i was at the christmas you know we mm-hmm. i'd still go there with my tape gun even though they have a tape machine and right. a thousand other volunteers and i i couldn't get any work to be honest with you <laughs> so it was like aimlessly roaming the place looking for something to do right and you know i I, you know lou and i started at the at the grassroots with her and you know we were in the armory and we're like we would actually probably do a couple thousand packages you know each right and we, we were like we love this woman and so now it's this huge organization and they've sent it to everything from world war ii veterans to people overseas Anywhere in the world, um, you're going to get it now. They actually sent about 20,000 of these to the new recruits that are now getting thrown into it. You right. Know? And the website is operationgratitude.com. Correct. It's pretty uh, simple. Sending care packages to the U.S. military. And again, these are personalized things. So if they like Cracked Magazine, they're going to get a Cracked Magazine. Oh, yeah. You know, they're going to get it. And to date, to date, they have sent 1,212,563 care packages. Boom to specific and individual uh, members of the, the United States uh, Armed Forces. Um, so it's a great cause, and it was always fun. We did the, I did the last show I appeared on or was there. Uh, you had Fritz Coleman on from Channel 4. <laughs> he is great, He was great. Yeah. He was great. He, did his, he came in, opened the show, left, went to do the news. He went to do the news <laughs> to put you know some expose on yeah. us. And here's the thing that pisses me off. Yeah. Completely clean. Just so nice. Yes. And he killed the room. For, for those, uh, I have a lot of listeners not in Los Angeles. Here we're doing Los Angeles humor yeah. on a national broadcast. Uh, Fritz Coleman is a uh, Channel 4 NBC News affiliate uh, weatherman here Weather guy. in L.A. Been doing it 30 years. He's a kind of a town fixture. And a lot of people didn't know he was a stand-up. Yeah. I, I knew his pictures up at the Comedy Store wall. Yeah. Uh, but again, you're always like, well, he can't be good. He can't be. And then he's damn funny. Yeah. Lou was like, we're going to get Fritz on. And I go, Really? And so he, you know, so we asked him back, you know, yeah. every year we kind of ask him back because he, he just destroys the room. And yeah. plus it's a nice little, you know, attention grabber for Operation Gratitude. Yeah. yeah. You know, and he's such a nice guy. He comes in and eh, I don't need anything to eat. Don't need anything to drink. Just put me up there. You put know, me up there, and I'm going to put you up first because I know you got to do the weather. You got to do the weather. Because the weather is really hard. 72 and sunny. <laughs> little morning fog burns off in the evening. So Operation Gratitude, they have that thing's going, a lot of things going. Again, go to operationgratitude.com to plug in. But I can't even begin. You're, you're walking across the United States of America. You're doing it. Do you sound like raise- Carolyn Blaschick when I first told her? Yeah. 
She was on vacation. She never goes on vacation, as far as I know. And she's in Mexico. Right. And I call her because I, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. it was for selfish reasons. You were gonna, you were gonna do. That's my point I was about do the, it anyway. The the, the 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 look at Lennon and, and Yoko. Oh, yeah. you were going to do it anyway. You Anyways. might as well do some good. And with to be honest it. with you, I was like, f this. Right. I'm finally. You know, I'm gonna do something for me. I've always wanted to do this because I've been across the country so many times well, what driving. What do you mean it? you wanted to walk? I've I've driven across America. Yep. Uh, that was in, I lo- I want to do it again, yeah. but in a car that a I'm car. driving. I just thought you want to the walk. changing. I always thought, what would it be like uh-huh. to actually walk across the country? Right. And so finally, I said, "F it, I'm doing it. Going to do it." And I don't care. I'm I'm going to set it up in the next couple of months. I'm going to mm. sell everything I got. I'm bored with my apartment. Yeah. I'll be back. You've it's lived not, in Redondo the entire time. Here. Pretty much pretty since much, I moved right? here. Yeah. And I, I love it. Used I'll, to host some legendary parties called the Summer of Redondo. I never made it to one because I I love Jesus and I was afraid of what would happen there. Well, you know what? Uh, yeah. You're justified in your, <laughs> in your fears, my friend. How many babies have been created at Summer of Redondo parties? Well, no. we lost track at more packages that have been sent over to the troops. So, so <laughs> Wrap your head around it. I can't. I can't. I, and Santini yeah. and I, we found out the other night, and we're trying to talk to each other. And and uh, I don't mean this in disparaging ways, but it's mm-hmm. like, what what's Tom thinking? What are you doing? Like, what's he doing? I know. Aren't that you... was her response. I got on and the that's phone. her response. Her response. This was her literally. Um, I wait. Wait a minute. What are you doing? And she says, "Look, I'm on vacation right now. Give it a couple of days, mm-hmm. and when I get back into L.A., I'm going to call you." And, and then you're so, going to tell me you've changed your mind. And yeah, pretty much. And when I hung up, I'm like, she she doesn't think I'm going to do this. Right. I'm like, wait a minute. Does she think I don't have the balls to do this? Or she just thinks I'm like, and, I'm, and that's another thing. Yeah. Are you going through a midlife crisis? No. Um, as you pretty much well know, mm. we love what we do. Yeah. We were talking about it earlier. Passion. Yeah. Passion. Her passion. Look at where she is now. Yeah. Look at look at like Christian and Ellis. Church. They started it with a Mac. Yeah. A little little eyepiece, you know, in a Mac and yeah. doing their – and look at where you guys are now, you know, yeah. the knapsack files and, yeah. you know, all this stuff. And it just just follow your passion. I started because, this in my shower interviewing myself. Well, don't we all? <laughs> I usually waited till I got to my vehicle, but, you know, I was too <laughs> tired and groggy in the yeah. shower, you know, plus I was doing other things. So – and it's just follow your passions because if you're good, and that's another thing we discuss. If you're good at it, yes. then something will actually come. Of it. There's a lot of people with podcasts. <laughs> oh, there's not a lot of many passion. of them good. Ooh, there's a lot of passion out there. <laughs> Stand in the up homeland. comedy. Yeah. How many times as a host did I say this next comic is really funny and knew I was lying out of my teeth? We saw it because he had a Pinocchio nose yeah. afterwards. No, that yeah. wasn't my nose, Tom. <laughs> when we're going, we don't need roads, but you do when you're walking across America. Yep, and I'm gonna do it. And so I swear to you, and then that's what it was. The very next day, there was no rhyme, there was no reason. Maybe I thought and back. I was gonna right. ponder it for a few weeks, and maybe I was gonna do something. The very mm-hmm. next day, that's when I got on the, call, the phone call with with Carolyn. I said, "I'm I'm just gonna do this. Why am I gonna do this and not have something positive come out of it, other than me yeah. doing the challenge? You know, actually completing it." 
and having sort of that mental wash and, you know, just yeah. come back here in six months and just dream it up all over again. So, you know, you know you're Forrest Gump and you're not running, but you're Forrest Gump across the country for yeah. yourself. I get it. So you attach it to Operation Gratitude, but there's some logistics. There's some logistics, man. Oh. Like if I, look, if I want to take the day off of work tomorrow, there's some things I got to do to make it happen. Uh-huh. You're walking across this great country of ours. So like I said, you always said you're selling your stuff. Is that to raise funds for your journey? Yeah, I got to fill the coffer so I can actually do it because you, I want all the pennies that are offered. You're gonna pay going to pay for like you got to have you got to have a cell phone, right? In case you're stranded out somewhere in the Palm, palm Desert. And There's you, a couple of key pieces that um, yeah. have been donated so far, but yeah, I I want I it's light is right. By the way, I have to go ultra light. Yeah. So everything that I have is outdated because I go you know, hiking in the Sierras. I've done that for 15 years. And yeah, we've gotten and, and, into some hairy shit. Well, and folks, yeah. when, when Tom says he's gone hiking in Sierras, he didn't follow some path with a sign that says 15 miles to the cabin. No. You've gone into the wilderness where there was a couple times you didn't know you're coming back. Um, one of them was really scary because yeah. we got about 18 inches of snow dumped on us. It was a squall. You know, it's like, <laughs> uh, hey, you're going to have some squall. flurries. Yeah. 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 We didn't know it was flurries that were going to eat your lunch for you. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I know what I'm doing and you sure. know, there's a couple of people back at home and my family that aren't particularly enamored with what I'm about to do, but mm-hmm. light is right. Okay. So, you know, the backpack that I have, the tent that I have mm-hmm. and the sleeping bag with the stuff that I'm going to upgrade, it's going to save me almost six pounds. Now that doesn't sound like a lot. It does to me when you're walking. When you're walking. Because and I What weapon to- are you bringing? <laughs> Got two guns right go. here, baby. Hey, hey. so uh, my 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 favorite thing that yeah. I've ordered so far, yeah. and it's coming on Wednesday, is and you got to look this up if you're a hunter, if you're a hiker, yeah. and you need to lose, you know, lighten the load a bit. It's called the Dixon Roller Pack. Okay, this guy Bob Dixon down in San Diego. Uh-huh. I I because I I'm sitting there and you know I've done a lot of research on this. If I'm going through Nevada. Um, yeah. The little southern, south, it's called uh, Arizona, western tip of Arizona into you know southern Utah and yeah. then into Colorado. Uh, oh, you're going up. Yeah, I got to okay. do the northern route because if I do southern, I'm if you Irish, go by El Paso. I'll burn you, up. Yeah, you yeah. might not survive yeah. El Paso. Yeah, yeah. it's it, so it's. What's her? Fa- All right, I, that moment has passed because I was going to say something really funny, but uh, you know, white break precedent. Anyways, so what it is is yeah. you. You harness it, and then it's latched to your lower back, and it's down on an angle. So all the weight in your big backpack is there, and it's on a wheel. Okay. And it reduces the weight by like. 50%. Well, wait, it's on a wheel, so you're walking, and so you've got, walking you've with got a little hands, wheel behind you, and it's like the thing, and then there's a wheel behind you're squeaking me, squeaking along. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's okay. going to be some WD-40, but it reduces the weight by like fifty percent. And so I call this guy, and he made a special version for me that can carry a hundred pounds. Nice. And then you know anything I need. And then he said, if anything breaks down, you tell me the next town you're going to be in. Yeah. I'll drop ship it. I don't care. So this is the guy I want. This is the type of yeah. people I need behind me. But yeah, I need that. I need. Uh, well, of course, I'm going to buy. I don't want an iPad or a mini yeah. or anything. It's all about weight. So yeah, I'm just going to get the six plus. It's yeah. big enough for me to plot out what I'm going to do the next day. And the rest of it, when I'm going through the desert, I probably will need over fifty pounds of water at any given moment. Seriously, right? Because I'm going to be three, maybe two to three days in between towns sometimes. 
So, so I'm going to be backpacking and I'm going to be pitching doing? the tent and watching out for scorpions and snakes. And it's going to be really good. And, 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 yeah. and, if I get eaten by a dingo, I'm killing somebody. Man, this is this is legit. This is the real deal. You're not. I wanted walking, to do it hard. You're not walking from Ramada Inn to no, a days to end. a Motel Six <laughs> yeah. and no you know. Holiday Inn Express extended stay. There will be on occasion though. It will be you know like once I figure every few weeks. Yeah. I'm going to go to a Motel 6 and just ask them to hose me down, and then I get you to gotta sleep in a bed. you got to wash your underpants at some point. Yeah, yeah i got to, you know, something. fluff and fold, no, baby. I, I, That's no, life. No one's going to take that fold. away from you. you got to yeah. do it. And then you mentioned a few weeks in or weeks to week. How long is this going to take? I'm envisioning six years at my pace. <laughs> Like, Thank God you're not traveling. Yeah, to with me, that. you're like Matthew McConaughey <laughs> in Interstellar. We're going to see you in the different shade of time or something. Um, no, I calculate in a utopian world, yeah. it would be four months. But that's if because I'm going to average 25 miles four a day, months. and when I hit the plains, you know, it's flatland. Um, the body's going to respond, and I'll probably be able to crank out at least 30 a day. Mm-hmm. Not through, obviously, the Rockies and Colorado and Utah and all that kind of stuff. But 25 to 30 miles a day, four like, months. But it, in actuality, it's going to take me about five. It sounds like you're returning the rings to Mordor. Like, like, do you need some help? Like, you need a fellowship here? I'm going to forgive that <laughs> reference because I've never seen those movies. But you know it. And that's all. I'm a horrible representative to this podcast. You're going the, the mines of Moria here. You're going deep and you're looking for the Black Gate. Um, um, I can't. I, I'm so. I have so much admiration and respect for what you're doing because you're doing it for a cause and you're just doing it. But it's, you're hoping I don't die. I'm hoping you don't die, number one. But knowing you, you'll come back. You'll be like Redford and Jeremiah Johnson. You'll come back with a beard and a bear pelt. Uh, I, I, I trust you. I'm not going to shave. I mean, no, come on. No, that's should be, you? No, I, I just, can't. I can't. I mean, I've, I've, I know cops who go do the Baker to Vegas run. I, I know uh, some uh, uh, a retired LAPD bike uh bicycle officer um he trains all the guys uh, at the academy or he did for years he's an avid bike rider they they do a police ride across country but it's on a bike and they've yeah. got a tour with them in vans and all that kind of, and not yeah. to take anything away from what no, they've done don't t- yeah exactly but it's you great. are like eh, i'm just gonna go walk across america and i gotta be honest with you i mean I, it's yeah. very it's over a period of years mm-hmm. i've i've been blessed i don't i don't really look no, age. you don't look your age. I I've never felt my age Folks, physically. I'm, I've I'm never... not lying. This is a good-looking man with a great body. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, I've never, but it got to the point after a few years that I actually said, "You are this age." Yeah. So when all said and done, and you you've seen my place. No, mm-hmm. you've never. You've have you been down there? I don't know if I've been down there. I don't know if I've. You've probably heard and dropped you reports off. from Lou and everything. Let's yeah. put it this there's way. some it's, mattresses there. I don't want to come in contact with. Well, that's out on the porch. <laughs> um, it's a lavishly done place. I worked in, in yeah, you for an interior, interior design. design. You know, one of the yeah. top five in the country. So all the hand me downs and the yeah. stuff you can purchase on the cheap are yeah. pretty nice. Okay, but when I'm looking around the place, and this was another thing. When you're on your deathbed, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it it really does. It's nice to have. It was comfortable. Sure, 
And there was a part of me that sort of said, I'm kind of bored with it. So that's another nice thing. After this is done, I get to come back to L.A. and again, dream it up again. I want to start auditioning again and right. this, that, and you know, get a new place it's, by the beach. It, you it, know, It's Bono at the end of the 1989 tour. We're going to go away and dream it all up again. Exactly. That's what they said. And yeah. that's kind of the vein this is in. You know, I did I did my movie. I did this, that, yeah. and the other and I sort but of I flatlined a little bit. You appeared on some shows. What do you you want? and I have been burning the candle yeah. at both ends for how for how long? Well, I've been in this town sixteen years. Now. Because we do everything, and it's like I, I, again, you're yeah. you you do a job, you do comedy, then you're on the road, you come back, you fly. You know, some years I was flying a hundred thousand miles, yeah, including going back and forth to home because you know the family wants to see you for Christmas and Thanksgiving. Yeah. God forbid they should ever. <laughs> purchase this a way? ticket yeah it's almost like hey come to it's hey it's a six-hour flight what's the big deal and then when you ask them to come out to california it's like asking her to fly to pandora <laughs> you, know, you know it's what what happened to the reciprocal yeah. on this one? Yeah. Oh god they're just it's just so weird out there just come back come back, come come back, back to the, to the northeast squalls. yeah in the in the freezing temperatures i'll buy you a scarf for christmas we'll put the american flag on it Ooh, what an incentive you know there it is angry uh, tom's coming so exactly <laughs> so before I, I, there's still i want to work out logistics with you here yes. i'm so worried about where you're gonna poop but um uh you you were doing <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea uh, the logistics on that dig one. Dig deep, dig deep. Yep. But um, you're attached. So you've attached this to Operation Gratitude, and I know. So this is you're going to raise funds and and yep. uh, explain how and where and why. I want my listeners to know where they developed a great page. Um, and the, the whole philosophy of this was: I'm going to walk three thousand miles. I need people to dedicate a penny a mile. Gotcha. That's it. It's a case of beer, thirty bucks. Yeah. Case of beer for the troops. And when you go to the link on my page, watch my video, mm -hmm. and then there's buttons on the right-hand side. You can mm -hmm. dedicate a penny. You can do 25 cents. You can do 50 cents. If you're deep in the pockets, you can yeah. do a dollar. Okay. Hit on there. You put the donation in, and then you know the rest is self-explanatory. Sure. And it goes directly to the coffers. And I want to raise 30000 so that it all goes towards sending. There are a lot of great... You mm -hmm. can send them all year. It's still a huge morale boost. But the biggest is when you've got men and women away mm -hmm. from their own families during the holiday season. Yeah. That's the worst part of it. So you're trying to – you're angling the this this what will essentially be a donation operation gratitude for their winter season. Yeah, because they got to pay for the postage. Yeah. So let's get it to them and get it to them by Christmas, and mm -hmm. this is what all the money will go for. And that's and that folks that is a hundred percent because you're selling the stuff with your furniture and all that stuff. That's you selling. That's stuff me. Yeah. To so raise can, your own funds. So I have water. Yeah. So yeah. you have fifty gallons yeah. of water and, and, a, and a shovel to dig your poop hole. <laughs> um, but um, that the what you're doing on this page and give it give the page address. It's um, just email me at tcwalksamerica. Okay. At gmail dot com. Mm -hmm. um, I would give you the link link but it's put it yeah you put it on there it's too long for me to even you know okay yeah you, we're gonna have to work on your social media Ian. oh because i i have no idea what i'm doing because yeah. this is a good thing i'm on your youtube page if you can go to youtube.com slash connelly tv1 and that's c-o-n-n-o-l-l-y tv1 there's tom singing now or doing his <laughs> sketches there connelly tv connelly is c-o- N N O L L Y T V one. You can no go there. No spaces. Um, yeah. You can find his stuff there, and he's got a video for TC Walks America. Yep. And um, 
Oh, there's you. There's me talking about it. But um, you've. um, But I'm trying to find the exact page. So you gotta. You gotta find me the page. Okay. Oh wait, I'll look up in your YouTube. Your the Facebook. link the link is like a pair it's like it's like four lines and you know I don't want people to have to type that out it's a, so I always thought hey tcwalksamerica at gmail.com then I send okay. you the link in the video wow. and all yeah. that kind of stuff all right. so it's, I'm just complicating I, it I'm it just is. horrible I'm at gonna this. read this out and if anyone out there I'm gonna put the link in the episode description for this episode of the Napsock oh, Files God but it is https it is https giving operationgratitude.com slash events slash tom dash connolly dash walk dash across dash america um but the link will be there uh up there um i'm exhausted it, that well it is so we got to work on this buddy but but i've got it up now and okay. here it is it is up and it's just, pretty easy just press on that link boom a dollar a mile, 50 cents a mile 25 yep. cents a mile five cents a mile it's all there and it's all on there um so we're gonna but i you don't have a, a twitter feed right not yet, but according to you, I need one. You got to. You yeah. got to because it is going to be so simple. There, is there a cutoff point? Or are you going to raise donations all the way through? All the way through, yeah. So that's what you need. I can't raise thirty grand by the 25th when I launch. Um, you know what so I mean? you're leaving May 25th? Uh, April 25th. Get out already? April 25th. Wow. Okay. Here's the thing. The average temperature, like the high through mm-hmm. all those states we talked about, all the yeah. way through Utah, is uh, That makes sense. And again, yeah. that's the logistics I don't want to get to. But um, so um, why I think it's important for you to have a Twitter feed going and, and maybe an Instagram feed as well connected to it is you're going to see some awesome things. We as your friends are going to know you're alive. Yeah. Um, you've got the, the Plus 6, uh, iPhone 6. Um, also a GoPro. i got a friend sending me a you GoPro. you got all this stuff, yeah. but it should be a constant thing. Well, it was, but you know me. I'm like thinking, oh, I'll just put it on my Facebook page and Facebook, I got a new page. Facebook, and- you might as well put it on MySpace or Friendster. Facebook is not that immediate connection. And Twitter, you short, quick, you put a picture, and every time you put the link in to raise your, your money, and it starts spreading, starts spreading, starts spreading. We'll, we'll retweet it on Schmoes. We'll, you know, nice. we, we got that. And, and you're going to have that's what you should do. You, if you're going to Lennon and McCar- Lennon and Ono it in a bed in Toronto for yep. peace, this is what I think you need to do. Um, be the rock star that Bono would be. You got the attention, but we'll work on that off. Okay, nice. Um, uh, I, I absolutely, and it's good. The website Tom Connolly Walks America. I'm looking at it right now. Um, it's it's great. So it's it has a map of America. Isn't it beautiful? It is. <laughs> it is. I've driven the 40 many times to Tennessee, but. Um, Let's talk. Let's talk logistics of planning out your route. Yes. And how did you figure twenty-five miles a day? Because to me, that means you're going to end up kind of if you were to walk from my house to Malibu. That's like one day's, you know. Yeah. Um. It was almost a must. That was sort of my how gonna, goal. How are you going to get somewhere at that pace? I have been. Tra- I I sort of like train. 15 to 18 miles, like every okay. every morning or every other morning, depending, because, again, I'm trying to still fit in the yoga and the boxing or whatever. You're just to keep walking the in circles around Redondo yeah, with a pedometer on? <laughs> I literally head out to Torrance, and then I take a right-hand <laughs> turn towards the beach. Then I go up to the power plant, like towards El Segundo, and then I just go all the way back. It's ridiculous, man. Now I'm going to get that, you know, the, the, the Dixon roller pack on Wednesday, yeah. and now I'm going to be training with that. I'm going to put 40 pounds See, in that sucker. See, you need a 
Twitter and an Instagram so I can see pictures of this roller thing yes. working in, in like Colorado. God, I'm such a social media retard. I know, no, I, but I know you are, and I know, yeah. I know some of my older friends are because yeah. it's just a general. Look, I'm on. The I cusp. remember back in yeah. art seven yeah. when I didn't need a Twitter I mean, feed. Here, here, here I am going. So what's wh- how do they uh, go to the website? And you're like, email me, <laughs> and I'll send you a postcard. Here's the thing. I want you to fill the coffers, but I'm going to put the onus on you to contact but, me. But yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's hard enough to get any American to help. You're off one cent a day. How do I do it? Call me. Here's the deal. Text me. Yeah, text me. I'll send you a link. Send up you, a smoke signal. You copy and paste it into another browser. Get out your checkbook. There'll be an address that you mail me a check in a self-addressed stamp envelope. That's that's what you're basically saying right now. I am we can, so far behind. We can the make times. it. We're, we're in gonna. Four I'm gonna be here until midnight figuring this out. <laughs> in Good four Lord. clicks, we'll get this down. Hey, if you got whiskey, no problem. I got a, okay. I got a refill coming after the show. Fantastic. Um, so that's it. So now, so you've logistics. I know you, I'm joking. You're not wearing those flipper. Tom wears those feet, those shoes that are like a little toe thing. I don't want to cut you off, but I I am. I know you are now. When I start, when oh, no, I, oh no, I thought you were wearing boots. No. I started training with boots that I had already worked in that are really light. So you're wearing the, the flipper feet. And they feet. screwed up my feet because I've been wearing those for five years now. Get out of here. So the five-finger Vibrams, I switched back to them. Dude, I had ankles. I looked like I was pregnant. I'm not even kidding you. People were like, what is wrong with your legs? Again, my yogi, Susie Nishi, was like, what What happened to is you? Is there one company that makes those, or are there many brands? You should, they need a sponsor. No, the, the, and that's the thing. I'm going to go on, uh, what is it, Indiegogo, and try yeah. to get them as a sponsor, because I wear them all the time. So I started training with those, and I was yeah. like a billy goat again. And I could I could whip <laughs> off the mileage. Around. Yeah. Today okay. was probably the only only day in a while that it hurt. Okay. Yeah, I was a little, little tired. Okay, well, little so sore. They, you got those on. You're yeah. mapping out. Uh, you don't know what's going to happen when you get to the plains of Kansas. Nope. And where's des- where's destination? It's going to be my hometown, Windsor, Connecticut. So you so you are going home. I am going home. They're not coming to see you. Yeah, you're getting there the hard way. It's like, look, if I can walk three thousand miles, I don't even want to hear about the problems with plane tickets, how much they cost. I got to <laughs> use my frequent flyer miles. You know what? F you. Next time, I mom, walked home to you. You're walking here, mom. Next time, <laughs> exactly. you're walking here. I don't here. care about the hip replacement. You're walking to me this time. You know, wow. I don't care if you're 84. Yeah, she's a so she's a pill. That's another story. So you're you're doing that. You get to hometown uh, Connecticut, right? Yeah. So, um, wow, four months. You're hoping it could go longer. You could. It's hit not. It's going to take. It's going to take longer because here's the thing. That's like every day, and mm-hmm. you know me. I'm stubborn. I'll do it. I'll yeah, do it every day. But certain times, like when I hit certain parts of the country. I know good friends in Vegas, and mm-hmm. I know good friends in Denver, and especially Chicago. Once once I hit Chicago, I'll be two-thirds of the way through. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to take a few days off. You're going to stop for some lot sauerkraut. Of, I'm going to go to Uno's and have a deep-dish pizza, <laughs> and I'm going to fatten myself up and say, I've for got, the a, winter. I got a thousand miles left, man. I'm, let's do this, you know? And uh, and that'll be a major money trend, because I know some friends in Chicago, mm-hmm. a little more deep in the pockets. And I'm just going to pressure the <laughs> hell out of them. And well, say, when you show up with a beard that looks like uh, Will Forte and Last Man on Earth, <laughs> and you show up and you're like, "I'm doing this for a cause," they might just pay him so he'll go away. I might they? have to shot. I might have to actually shave while I'm in Chicago because when mm-hmm. I looked at going through like Pennsylvania, yeah, 
There's so many. It'll be <laughs> hunting. It. It'll be hunting season. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Going into August and September, well, I'm going to be walking and, through those those yeah. those areas. I don't want somebody taking a shot. And, at and you got to put one of those reflective uh, I've triangles got oh, on I've the got, back. Oh, I've yeah. got one of those. Yeah. I've got reflective everything. I don't want somebody taking a shot at me. I really you, don't. You're a big Giants fan. You're going to be back before the football season. I'm worried about that for you. That's another thing too. I I might be off the grid the first maybe first first and second week of <laughs> well, the, the season. The way the Giants have played last couple of years, that might be all right. Listen, uh, we'll, we'll talk more about that because you know what? Uh, they're they're going to uh, whatever. Don't, now now you're going to see angry Tom. That's for damn angry sure. Tom comes up. So you're doing this? Wow, this is this is. Uh, I'm really impressed, Tom, and it's. For us, for a good cause, but I'm also I, I am also impressed for the on the emotional side. I can actually respect a little bit of oh, those military helicopters are flying over. You left something in Sarajevo. My ass is covered. Don't mm-hmm. worry. Yeah, I told from the from the from the charitable side, it is is very honorable, and I know you're committed to that cause, Operation Gratitude. But I can totally understand that if you were like. The press and the reset button's pretty impressive. Um, there is a, a British singer-songwriter by the name of Butterfly Boucher who has a great song uh, called, uh, uh, what is it, Little Little White Lines. And it's about heading out on the road and those little white lines on the road about there's something freeing about everything you own in the seat next to you on a car and you're heading out. And there is kind of that – there's that, that part of our, our all-human spirit where you, at some point you just want to go – not that everything's horrible, but – I'm done with this. Yeah. What's next? And I'm going to create that next right now. And that's, you're taking that step. That's sort of, that's really a huge, that's sort of, like, I don't know if it's a mantra or whatever. That's always, no matter what I've done, I don't really enjoy it that yeah. long. Because that's my mindset. It's like, okay, yeah. so what, what am I doing next? Yeah. To hit some sort of pinnacle or be the best you can be. If you don't wake up every morning trying trying to be the you know, I'm not. I don't want to be on a soapbox here, but if you no. don't wake up thinking, I gotta accomplish something today, then you mm-hmm. know, just. I totally agree. I, I always go back t- to bed and I, I, see I tell myself, what is the one thing I'm doing for my career today? What is one thing I'm doing for myself today? Mm-hmm. Sometimes I fail. Sometimes it's I just I successfully did not order two hot dogs at the stand. I only had one. <laughs> like sometimes that's a little check by the box you gotta have. Um, you know the, the the strength it took for me to move only three hours south to here from my hometown of Pismo Beach was a big leap. I didn't think I'm surprised I was able to take at 22 because I was a different person. So I have a lot of respect for you right now for you sitting around going, hey, whatever it is, I, I'm I'm going to go out and find something else and I'll come yeah. back to this. And maybe you don't. Nah. Maybe you get across country and you say, you know what, I'm going to Tampa to own a, a bagel shop. I don't know. You know, maybe you find something else. Maybe you find something else with this, and not in terms of, of of career, but just maybe you find yourself on the under end of it a day, different person. You don't know. Yeah. I, I'm pretty – you know, that's the plan. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to be back, but I needed to get out. You know, have yeah. – you know, it, it was one of those – I mean, coming out here, first of all, I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I have a brother that hasn't been any farther west than Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh. Yep. yep. So you couldn't see two brothers at the opposite end of the spectrum of each other. Yeah. So for me to come out to California from Connecticut, because I had, you know, the, the stars in my eyes. Comedy I, I want to be acting. Yeah. I, and it was, it was really acting, but I got hooked mm-hmm. into the comedy and now it's acting and everything. But, you know... I I love the fact that I've done certain things that people in my hometown 
probably mm. won't ever accomplish, you know, being, you know, the, the comedian end of it, the actor yeah. end of it. I, I, my only regret ever, I always tell my mom, this is like, I, I wish my dad saw me on the tonight show, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. You, and your dad passed away a few years ago. I never had a chance to meet your dad, but Santini did and everything. Yeah. And it seems like you were, you were very much chip off his block. Yeah. Including his six pack abs at like 70, right? My, yeah. Lou's <laughs> like, you know what? I got to be honest with you. You shouldn't even work out anymore. You're never going to be thinner than your dad. <laughs> So I punch Lou on occasion. <laughs> it's so funny. And the one of the best stories ever told, it's like my mom is 83 now. Sure. Has all her faculties. Yeah. She just had a hip replacement, dislocates it all the time. Cause she won't just, she won't just stop. can't stand still. Won't stop. Can't stop. Great times when you go home and it's just one-on-one with her mm-hmm. and we're out in the carport and she's like, I'm going to make a couple drinks. I start having happy hour with my own mom. And that's when all the best stories come out. She's got the best one of my dad. Long story short, she's calling down into the basement. Uh He can't hear. She's thinking, oh, the washer and the dryer are going at the same time. I'll go down and get them. She's kind of pissed. Yeah. She turns the corner and here he is shadow boxing in the mirror, like full on, like he's fighting Ali. And so she just stands there and watches this magnificence, and finally he catches her reflection, uh-huh. and he's like, oh, you know, one of those, hey, what, what, what's going on? There's a fly in the room. And she goes, and he goes, what do you, what do you need? And she literally said, oh, no. <laughs> you got to answer me one thing. And he goes, what, what, what? And she goes, who's winning? <laughs> And she totally roasted, totally roasted me, and, and I was like, "You, that is one of the best stories about the old man ever." <laughs> oh my god! What would your father be saying to you now about this journey? All Re- right, realistically and deeply, <laughs> he would get on the phone. He was never a man to really talk on the phone. Mm-hmm. I would get on the phone with him. I'd say, "Look, uh, I'm walking on foot across the U.S." Okay. <laughs> Is, Just is like that, you were like, I'm going to the store for some milk. Yeah. Is, okay. Is that cool to be like, so uh, you're going to be safe? You got everything together? And I'd be like, yeah. He'd go, all right, here's your mom. <laughs> and he would just get off the phone. Old stock. Yeah. The old way. If I could keep him on the phone for six minutes, I think that probably was a record. My grandparents, my 91-year-old grandparents from old Russia live in Anaheim. It's like that too. People are always like, you should call your grandparents more. Well, I do. Here's the conversation. Hello, who this? Grandma, it's Kenny. Kenny? Yeah, how are you? Great, good. Okay, bye-bye. That's it. That's the call. <laughs> That's it. They don't bullshit around. No. It's just like, I don't, what am I going to get in a conversation? Come yeah. come and visit me and maybe we'll have a I'll get my, longer I'll conversation. I'll get my grandfather on the phone now a little bit, and, and, and he's had some health problems. They both had some health problems. But they live by themselves. They're old, old country. Yeah. 91 year old. And he built the house they live in by himself. So he's 91. I go to visit him last time, and he is in the backyard tilling it, just tilling it with a tool, like an old rusty tool. It's got sh- metal shrapnel coming. I'm like, Grandpa, I can help. No, 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 no. You go inside. I got this. I got it. And he was, he's working on it. But I, Who the hell is afraid of tetanus? <laughs> well, yeah, and, and I realized, though, one of the reasons he's still going is because he's still going. Exactly. This four, he's like, it'll take me about four months to turn the grass in my yard. I'm planting new grass. But I realized that's what gets him up every day. I, same thing. Yeah. My, my family was thinking about, eh, maybe, you know, we'll sell the house and get her an assisted yeah. living or whatever. I, I literally told if you take that house away from her, you'll kill her. Yeah. 
Bottom line. Yeah, I worry. Yeah, I worry about that with them. Yeah, I get letters from her. This is what I did. I did the gardening, and you know what? I'm really sick of the wallpaper in the kitchen. Yeah, and she'll do it herself. Oh, by the way, I ripped up that rug. I'm going to put some hardwood floors. I'm like, wait a minute, are you? Yeah. Would you like get a knife out and just you know cut the rug, and all of a sudden there's the hardwood? Get somebody else. Are you f- refinishing the? Yeah. She's she, you. I'm like, hey, more power to you. I'm yeah. not going to stop you yeah. because that's what keeps them alive, and that's why they're 90 and going on 100. Exactly. Uh, exactly. And and so I totally get what you're saying. Your dad would be like, hey, all right, just don't fall in a hole when you're walking in Kansas. Meanwhile, you watch out for Lou. tornadoes. <laughs> Meanwhile, me, you, and Lou will be like playing Russian roulette with some of that vodka, and just you know, we're we're gonna be in our seventies, and yeah. all right, the, do you, the dick medicine doesn't work. Let's just do this. <laughs> we got about ten minutes left here on this one, but uh, I want I do want to transition into that. Uh, uh, you ever envision yourself getting married, even now at this age? Um, I I have probably not to get too deep, but you're I, not in your fifties yet, by the way, folks out there. No, you're no. still in your prime. Man, I always but. thought to myself, if I don't have a kid, that would be a major failure. If you don't have one, if I don't have one, yeah. Okay, you you got to get the hump in here then. Hey man, I've got the you know these these guns can hold probably three kids at one time. You yeah, know? but. I've kind of learned that yeah. the single life has always been for me because I've always been committed to very other things. And women, they don't really like that, you know. They don't. Career, they comedy, don't. traveling. I want to ask what you. I want to ask you to clarify what you mean by the single life because I think I understand what you, what it means to you and what it means to me. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about out every night late uh, though with comedy. That's sometimes the name of the game. But it's yeah. not like you're a carousing woman on each arm type of guy. No, I don't know you to be that. You've no. had your share. Uh, you've yeah. had some funny stories. I hope that dog survived or that one waitress at Kilkenny's. Um, but um, you've had. But the, the single, what does single life mean to you when you say that? Doing walking across walking, the United yeah, States of America. Yeah, yeah. That would not be what <laughs> yeah. you'd be doing. If you, you can't go and be in a relationship. Hey, uh, I'm going to be gone for over five months. Uh, I'll see you when I get back. That doesn't bode well do you if ever, you're in a relationship. Do you ever worry that you've missed your window? No. No? Charlie Chaplin had kids when he was 80. True. And Kaler's like 70, and he's got two. Kaler's now. 70, and look at him. He's <laughs> He's got a second. We were talking I mean? about our, our mutual friend, Jamie Kaler, from the TV show My Boys. You might know him from there. He's a comic as well. Great comic. One of the funniest. Fantastic. One of my favorites. Uh, had his first kid. I think he was 50 or 51, yeah. right, when he had his first. Now he's got two. Um, I'll never forget it, though. He lied about his age at my own roast. Yeah. Look at me, man. I'm 42. And you know, and I'm like, what? No. No, no you're not 42. <laughs> you're much older than that, Jamie. Why'd you just lie? Looks like he showed some military pictures. They're like, were you with the Bay of Pigs? Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, Jamie, there's no industry at my roast. You don't have to lie about your age. Yeah. It's like you were in the Navy did, in Grenada, right? It's like, <laughs> Wow, that was a great invasion, right, Jamie? <laughs> yeah. Good for you. We're not talking Desert Storm. Um so all right, so that I like that you said it with much confidence, and yeah, you yeah. do. You get to uh, you get to go experience this adventure. Not that you know you couldn't do those type of things with a good woman at your side, and you being at the side of a good woman. But it's just uh, uh, I know what you mean, and I kind of feel that there are other too. marriages too. By the way, I mean there are other marriages, yeah. other parts of your life that you're married to, and you yeah. know it, it also comes down to friends. Everybody, you know, with Facebook and now Twitter, and I'm going to be on Instagram <laughs> and everything you tell me to go on. You know, you don't go around with five thousand friends when you when everything's said and done. You're yeah. probably going to count them on your digits. 
Those yeah. are, that's it. I figure at the end it's going to be Doc Holliday and Wyatt Earp playing poker. That's what my end will be if I don't uh, die on my friend's garage floor where I'm going to be sleeping at 75 because I'm going to – I can't afford assisted living. I might uh, be right next to you. Yeah, you might be. Yeah, it's, you again, know. you, me, and Santini. Depending on how this goes. You, know? you me, Santini, Josh McCougar from Schmoes. No, maybe Mark Ellis if things don't work out with his love life. We'll all be there. We'll form a little basketball team in, a, yeah. in, a, in our wheelchairs. There you go. Um, Mine will be electric. That's good. That's good. And again, you don't know. You might – some reporter from Topeka 5 might be covering your story, and it could be love at first sight. You don't I'm know. looking forward to yeah. it. It's not like I'm against it. It's just it's just never happened. Well, you've you know? been in long term. What's the longest, longest, most serious long-term like relationship? A few years, two and a half, three years. Okay. It was, you know, you throw yourself into it, and then you just figure out, well, either, you know, mm-hmm. shit or get off the pot. Yeah. You do, you, do you find now – it, that that kind of cliche where as the older you get and the older you got because I'm in my late 30s and I could still get it is the oh you've never been married or engaged I don't want you because you've never committed yeah. have you ever experienced that yeah actually almost let's go back to Jamie Kaler because I really I kind of really <laughs> I don't hack the joke but I hack yeah. the premise of the joke because I I almost want to say this when I'm on dates sometimes yeah. I just tell them I've been divorced twice so it gives the illusion that yeah. I can commit. <laughs> I and and I used to hear Kaler's joke. Yeah, I used to hear Kaler's joke in my twenties, yeah. and I'd laugh because it's damn funny. Yeah. Uh, just about everything Kaler says is damn funny. Yeah. But I um, I would hear it and go ha 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 ha. But then I've experienced it not just with me, but some of my friends. Yeah, uh, even even trying to you know oh that's my that's my friend Lou Santini. Um, and so has he been married yet? No. How old is he? Well, he's like uh, he's early forties or something. Nope. Why not? He can't commit. Well, he's got no baggage. No, you know. He's and by no the way, wife or ex kid, no divorce papers assigned. Nothing like he's clean. Not that that stuff's bad, yeah. but he's clean of any of that drama. Nope, never committed. I don't never want to date him. I've yeah. had people say that to me. Yeah, it has committed to every other aspect of his life, but that doesn't right. count. Yeah, he's committed no. to his career. He works on it six hours a day every no. day. My, myself included, you included. No. You're committing to walking around America with a bag and a wheel attached I might to hobo it I might just get the old bamboo stick and put like a, <laughs> a napkin on the end of it and just say let's see if I can survive yeah. on this I just I don't think it's you're mentally mm-hmm. you know there's nothing mentally wrong because you've chosen a path and if good answer yeah I mean, both I my that. sisters are married. My, you know, I live vicariously through my sister Judy. I got my my niece and my nephew who's also my godson, and mm-hmm. it's fun to just go in there, corrupt them, and leave. You know, <laughs> that's the best part. Get them sugared up, and yeah. you know, now they're old enough where I get them drunk, and then I leave. There you, know? you go. Uh, yeah, but, I'm an uncle too, and I'm kind of some, some unfortunately some, some kind of uh, sometimes a distant uncle, but but I like that. I, I worry about it. Was brought up to my and I've known this for years actually, and this is something I thought about when I was 17, which shows how dark and depressing my brain is but there's that aspect and they, they touch on it in the book and movie of high fidelity where it's like you've got to allow for change in other people most like especially yourself and a lot of that change can only come through relationships for a lot of people and so sometimes i wonder am i just stifling myself by avoiding a lot of that stuff clearly there's something clearly there's something wrong with me because i want to do entertainment but uh, you know what i mean like sometimes i wondered if i just chose wrong should I have just settled down at 22? No, I don't no. think so. But there's something like... The grass is always greener, man. Yeah, and I always yeah. look at it this way. Deep I've questions. Got a, I've got a cousin, you know, one of my favorite people who I really don't talk to anymore. Because yeah. at a certain Thanksgiving weekend, we all go to New York City. We, have a, we see the shows. We have a big mm-hmm. dinner, you know, in Times Square. There's like 
Italian restaurant. It's all gussied up for Christmas. And mm-hmm. he started off the conversation with me like, hey, man, how's that little uh, comedy acting thing going on in uh, in California? Hey, man, how's that little engineering thing you got going over there in Jersey? Look, just because you got a house that's a half a million dollars and you've got a couple kids and you've lived your experiences doesn't mean that you can Mm -hmm. live mine. My my life isn't easy, my friend. And yeah. it's it's a life of creation and art mm-hmm. and, and walking know, and, and walking. And there's a lot of other riches in that. You don't you know, that's your life and mm-hmm. I'm happy for you. But don't condescend because I will <laughs> cut you. We have a I lot of you. knives at the table here. Because to wrap it all back to the beginning, Tom Conley is an angry man. What the fuck is that supposed to mean? <laughs> <laughs> so Tom Connolly, uh, you don't have a Twitter feed to plug yet, but by the by the time you walk, you will. Yes. We're taping this on April sixth. This is going to air on the Knapsack Files on April seventh. So by the time you are listening to this, folks and fans of the Knapsack Files, um, and Tom will be still be a couple weeks away from starting his journey walking across America for the benefit of Operation Gratitude. I want you to make sure. I want to make sure you go to OperationGratitude.com and find out what they do, and if that means anything to you. And there's something you can contribute. Contribute, please do. And then you're going to find Tom's exhaustive link for his site. Um, Tom walks across the universe, or whatever it is. We're going to find slash Tom slash Operation Gratitude slash his feet are tired slash I'm with Ken right now drinking whiskey. It's an HTTPS. We'll get that out, um, and uh, you're going to have a chance to donate and follow Tom. And, and we're going to get an Instagram or a Twitter or something set up for you. Might set up both, man. Might, I might set go up both. Crazy. Um, and uh, we're gonna uh, so you can follow his journey, and you're also gonna hopefully we we'll get some uh, information out from the Schmoes Now account as well because we have a bigger listening audience through that. So, Tom, it means a lot for me for you to come down. You're you're an old. I want to thank you for having me. This this is great. Any way I can just share what's going on and get the word out is incredible. So for you to offer this, I really thank no, you. That's great. And and uh, look, you and I could easily do an hour about you too. Yes. Um, but uh, I felt we <sighs> should do something. Started. We should do something important here, yeah. uh, talking about your uh, your journey. Which we is just great. spent five hours on that last shit album they put out. Yeah, God. I Have don't. They softened. I want to kill all of them. It's 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 a little heartbreaking. Yeah. U two is up there with the Beatles with me. Yeah, they really are. They. I think they are. The Beatles got me. I'll always love the Beatles. The Beatles got me through my late teens and early twenties. U uh, two got me. When I say got me, folks, I mean. Dark times, and they got me through my mid to late twenties because mm. of the every every U two song is about love, desire, and the crisis of faith. Um, yeah, that last album did not have that. Did not have anything. <laughs> uh, most overproduced piece of shit yeah. ever. Oh, but uh, we love them so. Oh, I love we'll them. Love them to go the see end. them in concert. They're coming out. So. I, st- I haven't had a chance to do that yet. So um, I've seen them every tour since nineteen eighty three. I know. Gosh. Gosh, I wish I was there with you. Um, but maybe we do when you come back from your journey with your beard and your bear pelt. Hell yeah, man. So, Tom Connolly, uh, thank you so much for joining me here on the Knapsack Files. We'll get that stuff out. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter, at Ken Knapsack. That's Instagram as well. There are so many things happening here on the Knapsack Files podcast 
feed. It is an entire feed, an entire network right now. You have this show, The Knapsack Files, with our classic interviews about life, the universe, and everything. You have, of course, the new show, The Night is Dark, with me, Maud Garrett, Tiffany Smith, talking about Game of Thrones, and I got Spotlight Star Wars on Saturday. I got Jedi Alliance every Monday, live, 2 p.m. PST, on the, on the Popcorn Talk Network, and available on iTunes after that. And, of course, the Schmoes No Main Show, 6 p.m. PST, live every Thursday. You can find us there. Um, and I got another show I'm really happy about uh, coming out soon here with my uh, my young friend Alex Welsh, a writer for Schmosno.com and Screen Rant. we got a fun new show coming out. Uh, we're going to see how it goes. It's called I'm Always Up because we've developed a nice little friendship, kind of Lester Bangs and William Miller from Almost Famous, where he'll call me from Iowa, Iowa with some questions about life, and, and um, I'm trying to make him grow up better than me. And we're going to do a show about that, and it's going to be fun. He's going to call me from Iowa. We're going to tape it. We're going to put it out there in the universe to enjoy because I think I have found my passion, Tom. It ain't walking with flipper feet in a wheeled <laughs> backpack, but it is talking in the microphones. I thank you all for joining me on the journey. If you're on iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review. So for Tom Connolly and his feet and his backpack and Operation Gratitude, please check them out. I'm Ken Napsock. We will see you next time. <laughs>